Today's show with the kings of pro wrestling podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? Hey, if if you're listening to this on Patreon on a Tuesday, maybe go out and vote. If you haven't yet already, if it's Wednesday, I don't know. Go <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to um, when do that as soon as I hit stop on this record and put this out to the world. So yeah, you do you think? All right. And we're gonna get into because we have a very special guest on this show. So I definitely wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna mingle too much. Um, do you feel like considering the importance of voting so much that this should actually be a bank national holiday if they really cared about voting as much as we're supposed to vote? Yes, I think it should be a holiday. <laughs> um I mean they like the thing is, is that most jobs will give you an exemption to, if you want to go vote. Like you can leave early today for some place. Yeah. I don't know if everyone does that but yeah i think it should be um if they they wanted people out voting in massive numbers give everyone the day off so they can go vote i feel like it's just one plus one equals two like i'm confused about having to work having to choose between livelihood and then voting and then maybe you get off too late maybe someone asks you to work a double you get off eight o'clock post cold nine o'clock you're trying to reach there Uh, the, the the old person who's doing your thing lost your name and telling you i've had so many weird voting experiences um i just feel like we should just have the day off if they really cared for everyone to vote but i will vote nonetheless today i will make time as my civic american duty um yeah i mean that's it so uh we are not only just the kings of pro wrestling podcast we have the queen of just pro wrestling period (laughs) one of them (laughs) In the building today. So glad to have her. She actually won the Royal Rumble pool way back when in January. I, I love her be getting these out the way now. But she was like, she said, you know what? I gotta, I gotta have a I gotta have my own my own period when I come up here. I, I want my own spot when I get on the show. And she's finally ready to be on the show. So you guys know her as Petty. You guys know her as Petty Tree. You know her as Asia. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey guys. I'm finally on here. I'm glad to be on here on the A-Show. Y'all celebrated five years of doing this thing. <laughs> I couldn't do this thing for five years. I tried to have my own time of doing it, and, but um, congratulations. I'm, I'm just, this is just amazing. And thank you guys for having me. We are we are so glad to have you. Let me, We're let me super tell you. glad because we don't have women on this podcast nearly <laughs> enough <laughs> as much as we'd want to. So I'm super glad that you're here, at least to give us because like I I never know for like out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like are we, are, am I wilding saying things? And not that I think your perspective is very much so going to be needed on this episode, um, considering everything that's happening, what we're moving towards and everything that was announced and everything moving forward. But I'm just glad in general that you're here. I would like to know, you know, as we do with every first time guest, as we do with every guest host, one, um, I forget who actually was the reason why you're here. If you can remember from the Royal Rumble, like who is the reason why you're actually here? Um, well, I mean, we were, and I know it's a controversial it, opinion because many people I saw just shit it on, the, on the rumble, the women's rumble, just everything about it. But I love that match, and I know people did not like Ronda coming back 
just instantly winning it. But she she won the Rumble and she went on to face Charlotte and she won the women's championship eventually and now is a two time winner. Yeah. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. So Rhonda's the reason why you're here. So I'm yeah. um, shout out to Rhonda. <laughs> um shout out to Rhonda. Rhonda won yeah. full. No. We'll, we'll we'll get to some Ronda. We'll get to some Ronda talk. Um, actually, I don't have Ronda thing, but we can definitely get to Ronda talk at some point. Because if they're doing what they're doing, what we hope that they're doing, I'm all for it. Um, but also beyond that, like, how did you get into watching wrestling? Why do you still watch it today? Like, give us your origin story of like how you discovered pro wrestling. Well, my mom and my uncle they were the big watches of going through the attitude there watching wcw all that stuff and eventually um they had disc lying around of um 2005 Royal rumble wrestlemania 30 wrestlemania 23 all grown up and SummerSlam 2005 and i watched all three of them and i just found it so fascinating especially from um edge versus matt hardy and i just thought how like the feud itself, but not really the match, because the match was short, and I was like, okay, that's not. But then you get to Undertaker versus Batista at WrestleMania 23, and I just thought, damn, this is just like this guy who is supposed to be the dead man coming down. He just looked amazing in the presentation and how much of a bomb burner of that match was. So I just thought, wow, like I just want to get more into it. And then the match that's that sil- that um really solidified, yeah. yeah solidified it for me was Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan and how Shawn was just selling bumping for him like just over <laughs> the top just he didn't give no fucks about it like I didn't know why he was just bumping the way he was but he was just going over the top so and that's why eventually I just fell in up fell in love with like Jeff Hardy and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and just coming through that time was just and then eventually women's wrestling catching on so it was just really all that stuff put together yeah that, that, I mean you 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 were you were like a fan and like some of the bad times some of the good times and you stuck with it when the women came in and yes one, one thing I, I always remember you know from you when I first saw you on Twitter was you were just such an advocate for women's wrestling and very much a realist about like what to expect and what we need to do to, in order to like really support these people. And, you know, whether that was popular or not, I can always remember you being the person to be like, yo, like you guys are thinking of this the wrong way. You got to think of a bigger picture. Yeah. And just, you have these multiple companies and you have like a W D E even NWA with the empowered show last year that say that all about, well, dirty, I think they're doing a, better job than how it was decades ago and all that stuff and they still got long ways to go because you know you got three hours and two hours and but if you say you're all about women's wrestling and you think women's wrestling is great and it's money then put your money where your mouth is you shouldn't be in a company where or promotion saying you're gonna do this and you believe in women and or you're being fake like Go all the way in. You shouldn't be year three or year four and your division is still shit. 
Oh, 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 oh. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that for sure. I love it. Uh, I love the energy. I love it. No, let's be clear. It's it's too long. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've said this a million times, so I'm glad you're echoing this. But definitely, like, come on. It's been three years. Also, you see what the other company is doing, and you see how they're thriving with it. Like, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely possible for women to draw in 2022. So definitely put your money where your mouth is. Like, no, no excuse. Absolutely. And, and speaking of speaking of women... Uh, we're gonna have a very special Patreon segment today. We're gonna we're gonna just gonna get right into it. Uh, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Patreon with with, with Petty, and we're gonna ask a very important question going into 2023. Uh, and if you have a Patreon, five dollars down to join a Patreon, you get to have a, you get to hear us have this conversation with one of our one of the biggest women's wrestling advocates in Petty. So uh, we'll be right back on uh, Patreon. All right, we're back. That was a good ass segment. We talked about uh, on Patreon this week. We talked about what matches we think are going to happen with the women at WrestleMania 39. Got some good answers. Got some good predictions. Some that you probably did not think that would happen. Some that you would not expect to happen. And I won't say what it is. Um, but definitely make sure you tap in our Patreon to figure out uh, what what we had to say about that. But jumping into No Holds Barred, something that we missed last week. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, signed an agreement to work with the great Muta and uh, and New Year's Day at Noah's the New Year 2023, huge moment for Nakamura, huge moment for for Muda. Uh, he is retiring, and you know, for to have Nakamura be one of his final opponents is is really just such a, a big deal and such an honor. That video they put out for it was crazy. Uh, what do you think about that, Mills? I think this is you got to wonder if this has always been Triple H's like a plan for the WWE, right? Like for it just to to not act like the rest of the world doesn't exist and be able to put people in these opportunities. I mean, I'm sure they were like, oh, okay, we're not going to have day one. Um, everyone wants to be home with their families. You have the opportunity of a lifetime with the great Muda retiring. Oh, Shinsuke is open. Oh, and we need to, you know, everyone loves Shinsuke. I love this idea. I hope that we get more of it. Um, I hope that this isn't the last one. We've already heard. I mean, there's been reports today uh, not even reports, but um, Will Osprey talked to Tokyo Sports today, talking about potentially trying to work himself into a Seth Rollins program. Uh, Seth we don't probably, want that. <laughs> he's probably like, slow your roll, kiddo. Like, you know, only work with the big bucks guys. You know what I'm saying? I got Cody. <laughs> Try to figure yourself into these plans, motherfucker. Um, but no, like, I think it's great for the ecosystem. And I think just the economy of wrestling itself, if we continue to do more things like these and, you know, stuff like, I mean, we've seen it before, you know, they, the, the, the Forbidden Door stuff that we've seen, but you rarely ever see it with WWE. This was something that um, was being in talks, I think, early. When did Brian go to AEW? It was last year, right? So before yeah. Brian left, there was always talks about, you know, he wants to wrestle in Japan. He wants to do something in Japan. And now they're finally letting someone do things in Japan on the company's dime. So I'm looking forward to it. Also, you know, Carl Anderson. <laughs> you say get it in blood. Yeah. <laughs> He's still got some business to figure out, which I'm sure they'll also let him do. Um, and not let him go home to his family for the holidays. Um, 
but I'm I'm for yeah. it. I'm for it. Yeah, it, it is time. It, it, I think that's what Triple H has to do in his first year in business here is to make everyone look at him like the guy that's easy to work with. Everyone was afraid of Vince. Triple H wants to be approachable. If this is how they, they get that to happen, I think in the eyes of the public, this is a really good and strategic move for the WWE. What, what do you think, Petty? Shinsuke just, you know, going to NXT, working SmackDown. Now this, I just think he's just getting all the bags and just, you know, expanding, expanding himself. Just, I'm just happy for the dude. I'm just happy that he's getting to do whatever he wants to do at this point in his career. Absolutely. Uh, after this, we found out uh, a couple of days ago, actually a day ago, WWE is going to Africa or they're already in Africa and specifically Nigeria to find the next WWE superstars. Omos is over there. There was a really cool video on TMZ of him seeing his family for the first time in 14 years. Um, I, I believe Apollo Crews is also there uh, scouting for talent. Um, what a big move. And again, they're hitting the ground running, y'all. Like they said, we're going to do NXT globally. We're looking for the next global stars and they're really doing it. And I think that this is great because, again, Roman's not going to be here forever. Seth is not going to be here forever. Bianca is not going to be here forever. It's time to start working on who's going to be next. And I like just in general that we're really taking advantage of the entire world. I'm sure there are places that wwe airs that these guys think they really have to kind of like pretty much uproot themselves just to follow a dream and just to see that wwe is kind of like coming out there for them it could be the opportunity of a lifetime i mean this is like the opportunity that i remember um something similar happened with joel Embiid. you know what i'm saying nba is out there they see him as this elite athlete he comes over to the united states and now he's damn near mvp caliber uh, NBA star. And I think there are definitely different opportunities around the world. If they do NXT Africa, I'm tuned in because I just got to see. <laughs> how the, I got to see how the people in the motherland get down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got to see. H a, eating, Triple H eating Jollof rice would be definitely something to see. <laughs> I got to see who's going to be um, the GM of NXT Africa. Um, <laughs> Our truth. Um. <laughs> that would be like who's the guy who's the guy on um from roh uh prince somebody oh, prince nana, nana. <laughs> prince nana, baby come on he get the bag in the oh, nxt man. gm of nxt africa come on you can do that he's a real prince <laughs> he's a real one <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's amazing, at least to just like continue to go to these countries and find these next big stars, man. It's it's incredible. Um speaking of our truth, our truth Taurus Quad last week on NXT. Uh what what was he thinking? Because even when I saw it happen, I I had heard that he had gotten hurt before I watched the show last week. And I was like, what was he thinking doing that move? <laughs> All right. Well, Asia, what was your thoughts on seeing this? Did you see it? I saw it and I just thought, man, like you just had, like he just started appearing back on TV. He was on, you know, Raw with that segment with John Gargano on The Miz and he appeared on NXT with Wesley. And then this, he had a match with Grayson Waller and he just does that move. And I thought, at your old age, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, like I, I know, like, I, I, he probably did the move beforehand. Like, he knows his stuff. It was like, like, dude. No, it just didn't work out right, and now he's. 
tore his damn quads doing young man moves. And I love R-Truth and, you know, his Bergen and rap career. I think he still premieres videos on Worldstar. But <laughs> I, I, I love him and his Bergen and career. Even at 50 years old, he's still grinding, still hustling, still doing everything that he is. Um, but, man, you had to. I'm going to keep it a buck with him. He ain't getting no air on that, on that flip. Man, flipped over the top rope, landed right on the apron. I was like, all right, cool. All right. you know. But you know what? We love our truth. We wish him the best in his recovery. I think even with a torn quad, he still has more charisma than half of the people backstage. So even if they have him hobble out on one leg, even if they have him in a wheelchair, even if they had him on crutches, he still definitely can be a part of the show some way. Um, we wish him a speedy recovery, but you know, young man moves. Don't do the don't do the jump into the split anymore, man. Come on, man. All the time catches up to all of them. It's absolutely, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, One more thing on No Holds Barred. Uh, Raw's 30th anniversary show was announced to be in Philly on January 23rd, 2023. There was a graphic released. Uh, Raw is 30, but with the Roman numerals XXX, people got into a tizzy over this. I think it's it's good. It's a good it's a good logo. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a teaser logo. I'm sure it's a teaser. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna spruce it up when they have to put it on USA or another network or something along those lines. Like they're not gonna put XXX across or can they? They can even- they can do that. It's the okay. Roman numeral. It's not it's not like it's good marketing, <laughs> which is something mm. that they rarely do. <laughs> it's good marketing. And um people got into a tizzy over it. I'm excited for this show. Um yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun show. Uh, there's no new AEW news other than we don't know about what's going gonna happen with Punk. Um, hey, no new no about, news is good news at this point because well, every there was got new news. I'd rather not. There, there was like say what? Like I'd rather not hear about CM Punk for once doing this week because like I feel like ever since August we've been hearing about. Punk, punk, this, punk, that, punk, this, punk, punk is, punk is suspended. Punk might sue. Punk, like for once, I'm glad we have not heard anything about him. <laughs> so we'll, I'll, you know what? I'll leave my thoughts on Coke Cabana <laughs> for next week. Oh well, that, see, all right. So that was funny, but like funny <laughs> and funny and not a ha ha funny, but like oh y'all funny, like that. That was to me the getting fired on your wedding day, but right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, he's brought back to television. I mean, I'm not watching, so I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm watching Challenge, but he gets brought back to television. Challenges Jericho for whatever the ROJ title is what he's calling it at this point, the Ring of Jericho, the Ocho. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. He comes back, he challenges for the title. This is his first time being on TV since Punk <laughs> appeared on... This is why this doesn't make any sense to me. And I know we don't want to talk... This is a, We had our first little rundown, no holds bar thing without any major AEW news. But that don't... Y'all don't just... The red flags don't be flagging when, when they come up in your eyes. Like the fact that this man was not on TV. And then Tony Khan said, I thought it would be good morale for the roster. I'm like, nigga, you are the reason why he wasn't on TV. <laughs> you own the company. It's not Punk's thing about why he wasn't on TV. You own the company. 
Um, I don't think anything like that could ever happen in WWE, where someone could stop someone's bag immediately for like 18 months. That's crazy. <laughs> if you a bag, you a bag. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, Crown Jewel was last weekend. I had a great, I had a blast watching the show. I'm not going to lie. It's probably, to me, the best Saudi show that they've put on um, ever. You know what? I wouldn't agree. I, I, no, I would agree. I'm about to say. I was, about <laughs> I was like, oh, I they, would, damn, wow. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Um, they Honestly, I think they've been getting better and better as they yes. go out there. Um, I think the Saudi prince who made his name known, made his face known, man was out there schmoozing, taking pictures, doing Awkward. all these other things. <laughs> Very awkward. Red man was out here. He was like, "Let me get a picture with Bianca. Oh, you're so beautiful. Like, do you have a husband? Do you know how much money? How how much does your husband make? I'm the Saudi prince. You want to be princess of Saudi Arabia too? Um. So it was a lot of that. I'm sure. Um. She's like, no, thank you. No, this is all shit I made up in my head. Crown jewel was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about Crown Jewel. Absolutely. Um, let's start off at the at the top with the women. Damage Control defeating Alexa Bliss and Oscar for the women's tag team titles. Um, mm. I, I really I thought this match was a banger from start to finish. Um, what what did you guys feel about the, the title changing hands again? Um, it seems it seems as though they won them on Monday just so they could get to, to Saturday and do this, which which is fine. But I thought it was a way better match than they had on Monday, to be honest. I agree. Um, I was really impressed with Alexa Bliss in this match. Like the way she was working, just I don't know. It feels like ever since coming back for her, she just wants to remind everyone that she's here in the women's division and that you know how I, I just really like this match. And you know, you had Eo and Oscar having to go at each other, and Dakota, she's having her character work. I just think this match was a very good tag team match for the women's tag team titles and I know the discourse when it comes to damage control and the women's tag team titles but those titles are actually feeling important compared to how they were months ago that in the main events defended on pay-per-view they're going to be involved in like the women's war games it's just I feel like they're doing right with these titles compared to how it was Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. months ago and years ago and all that stuff Absolutely. No, I, I, I said it last week that I felt like the titles were aimless and now it feels like something where they're being they're You know what I'm saying? People want these titles and they're being, they're being passed, not, not passed around the bad way, but there, you know, there, there are people that are thinking of it and, and people are getting reigns with it. And, and I think that they're, they've made, they're, they've been made to be a lot more important than we've thought that they were in the past. I, I would agree. I would say, you know, I think if we have more consistency like this in the division, where you have teams like Dakota Kai. Like, to me, my main issue with the WWE Women's Tag Team titles, it isn't who wins or loses, because I feel like at this point for the past, like, two months, every every time the titles switch hands, there's been some discourse. Thank you, Rough Riders. <laughs> there's been some discourse um, or surrounding it that's, like, not necessary at all, because it's just a, it's, it's the same championship as the other thing. is. Maybe we're too used to championships not changing hands at this point. Um but as long as there's some consistency, because you look at the history of the, the, the women's tag team titles, not necessarily like um, the women aren't great that hold it. But I, also, I always just feel like the shelf life of these teams that do hold it doesn't last very long. 
And if we have teams like Damage Control, if we have Alexa Bliss and Asuka, if Sasha and Naomi want to come back and continue where they picked off, um, if they want to continue, I mean, I saw Ronda and Shayna on SmackDown. I think if you want a world-beating team, like, to really ride home the fact that you're going to need some great contenders and great people to challenge for this, I think they're another great team to, you know, circle around those women's tag team championships. Um, it's It was a great match. It was a great match. And also, I think when it came to Monday's title change, you, like, the baby faces need to get one up on damage control because at this point, damage control was just attacking Alexa and Oscar multiple times. And, like, the baby faces got to win at some point. So I think Monday was serviceable. And I think just Nick. Nikki Claus eventually made her way, and that's led back to Damage Control getting back the belt. So it's tit for tat at this point. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's let's continue on with this Damage Control versus the Baby Faces thing, and get to Bianca Belair and the last woman standing match against Bailey exceeded my expectations. I was pretty solid in the fact that I thought that Bianca was going to lose this, and I felt as though uh even when they won the titles back the tag titles back i was like uh i guess they're gonna do all the belts again but they didn't they, they stayed away from it and and i gotta commend triple h for not doing another all the belts angle I, I think that he's been very very transparent in him not wanting to repeat the tropes of vince mcmahon and, and i think that that was smart for him to do but even just within the match they have made it, and I, I put it on Twitter. I was like, you, you're going to have to bring an army to beat Bianca Belair at this point because she is just built so smartly. And not only that, she's a baby face that works very smartly. She's, she's not one to be outsmarted. She's outsmarting her opponents, and I think that's the best way to characterize her. Yes, like this match was just so, compared to other last man standing or last woman standing matches, like they didn't do the 10 count thing repeatedly throughout the match or like quick, like they did it like once like early on. And then they just let them breathe and do spot after spot. And all the spots were creative from the stair spot that was right near the ring trapping Bianca in to um, them having the golf cart. And then it was just, it was hilarious. It was entertaining. I loved every spot of it. Um, just and then even the finish, it was just creative, it was just fun. I just love it. And beyond, like, I, I understand some people being upset that Bailey lost, but at the same time, it's like you, you gotta run with Bianca, you gotta run with her all the way to WrestleMania. And she is just doing everything incredible. I'm loving this title reign, I'm excited for war games, and I'm excited for what comes with her. After that, and whether it's Rhea, whether it's Charlotte, whether it's even someone new that might be coming back into the company, I'm just excited for how this goes. And Bailey deserves all her flowers for coming back after a brutal knee injury, and then she's in a ladder match. She's in, um, she's in a, she's in all these big stipulation matches, and she's just taking all these crazy bumps. And I'm like, girl, calm down for a second. But then she just keeps going and keeps going, and I think how she organized this match, how she created her, it's just, I, I'm just so proud of her. And I think she deserves yeah, no. credit and all her flowers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super proud of Bailey too, because I know people are mad and they, you know, they feel a type of way about her not coming back and winning the title. Some of that could be something that she wanted to do. 
But at the end of the day, when you're trying to put over someone as the next big star, you have to have someone that's willing to do that. And the only people I feel like in the women's division who have done that or felt like, you know, they, they would do that has been Becky and, and, and Bailey. Yes. And that has been to the advantage of Bianca giving her these great moments, giving her these great matches, but also giving her so much and making her look as though, you know, look the part. A lot of times WWE does not make their top talent look the part. You can get mad at them for being pushed all you want, but this has been the same story as Austin, as as Rock, as Roman even, as Cena. You have to have your main baby face, the face of the company, win sometimes. They have to, they have to win and they have to be convincing because if you don't, you're running into issues that you had with like Seth back when he was facing the fiend or, you know, a lot of their other baby faces or Roman who they had a bunch of stop and start with. They have not done this with Bianca and I got to commend Bailey for, for giving so much to make sure Bianca is legit because she is legit now. Um, I would just like to say, nah, I was a big fan of the match, especially the <laughs> golf cart, the golf cart thing. I think there was so much stuff that I think now the women are giving so much more like to see on a, on a card that also had a Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Right. And the the lengths they've done in the past and us hearing reports back. I mean, during um, like, for instance, like Survivor Series, like last year or the year before, where Lana was just like they weren't able to do the spots that they kind of wanted to do because they had to save them for the men's match. And to see that the women are getting so much, you know, latitude to be able to fight on the stage, have props, jump off things, uh, really get creative and use the full stretch you know, without being kind of like handcuffed by the fact it's like we got Ro- Roman versus Logan and we can't have this match take over or steal the show from that match. I thought it was amazing. So Bianca and Bailey, they did well. And yeah, this won't be the last time you hear about them on this show. Absolutely not. Uh, after that, Braun Strowman versus Omos. I don't know what the general consensus was behind this match. I, I thought that Omos really showed a lot. I felt like, again, same way we said about Bailey, Braun gave Omos a lot in this match, even in defeat. You know what I mean? Like, Omos looked the part of a, a, a big man to, to look out for. I've been so kind of over the Omos stuff for quite some time because I just felt like I'm just like, ah, like... What are they going to do with this guy? But I felt like they, there is really something there if you can make him a spectacle. And I, I thought I, I really kind of enjoyed this match. I thought it was impressive just in general. I mean, I think not necessarily I think everyone is expecting the worst because I think at this point the the work rate is so high between everybody working in WWE that you just – Everyone is working on a different level than they did before, but I was definitely impressed by almost. I think this is almost as, um, quite frankly, outside of the Lashley matches, longest outing, and he wasn't made to just be this lumbering guy. It looks like he's genuinely improved, even from WrestleMania to now, um, health-wise, athletic-wise, in-ring-wise, a bunch of other things like that. And, you know, Braun Strowman is over like Rover, and I didn't like how it suddenly ended. Like, really just, like, one big power slam out of nowhere leads to a victory. I really didn't like that. But otherwise, the guys, you know, they did their thing. It's like a flash KO. It's like it's like it takes one big shot to take him down. And 
I think that, I mean, it kind of works the same way kind of how it did with, with Lashley is that Omos and most big men, the psychology is, is that they, they, they work really well when they're on their feet, but when they're on their back, they don't know how to get up. And, I, and that's why I thought that it was, it was really well done because Braun would know that. He would know that all he needs is one shot, one lucky punch, if you will, to take him out. And, and I thought that was, that was actually kind of smart book in there. But I get that people don't like like flash, uh, like flash finishes. And, and that, that kind of takes away from like the, that, that drama of it. But I don't think that this is over with. And just like the next match we're going to talk about, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, um, they did a lot of really, they've been doing a lot of really subtle turn type stuff in the past week with a lot of people. And I think the Braun and Bobby is some, some sort of course correcting that triple H feels as though Bobby works best in a certain way. And Brock should stay the way that he is. The match I felt was completely dominant. It was really fun to watch. I know the finish had people like scratching their heads. What did you think, Patty? This match felt like, um, like Brock versus Goldberg, WrestleMania 33 or Survivor Series, like it was just explosive out the gate where Bobby just attacked Brock and just kept going at him. And Brock, eventually he got the suplexes going through, but it just felt like like Brock was just dominated throughout the whole thing. And then Brock, he just survived. And it's just, I, I really like the match, but I don't like Bobby as a heel. I'm sorry. I just... Like, yeah, just rather keep him as a baby face going going in because early in the year he was over and it's just I mean this eventually gonna get go into the next con- or uh, later conversation with him going to Monday but I just don't like him as a heel but I get what they're going for with him and Brock and this gonna lead to possibly a match at the Rumble or possibly Mania that he like he had him beat. He had him defend. Yeah. He had him beat. Brock just wouldn't tap out, and he survived. What about you, Mills? I I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> I actually have my big critique on Raw this week is Lashley, just in general, because like I feel like we're moving backwards. Um. But it looks like they're mo- we're moving in a direction that, again, Triple H trying to be everyone's favorite. It's moving back in the direction that everybody wants because you've got all, I'll just say all three of the Hurt, Hurt Business members on the show. And I, I it's, it's looking like it's going in a direction that everybody wanted it to go. And I feel like he's trying to course correct us back to, and you're right, they are going back. But it's like, I feel like that's that's by design at this point. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but Brock winning with a roll up. You didn't like, you know, you you didn't like the breakup of the Hurt Business either. I didn't like the breakup of the Hurt Business, but I don't like angry black man Brock just running around hurting people for no care or reason. Like, I liked him when he was a charismatic face who was figuring it out and having these very competitive matches, but also somewhat of an affable character as well. It seems like in terms of what I mean by Brock, Bobby going back, the Bobby that we saw that we didn't like during that U S title run, where he's just beating up people over and over week by week as just this monster heel that didn't really build the kind of anything. And even when he was with the hurt, especially in the mid car, it was just really bad during that time. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you know, it's a to me. I mean, you, even when it comes to the raw thing, my big thing with the raw stuff was we did that, and then like it didn't even like lead to the actual like decisive thing. It kind of was like this interlude. He shows up, he beats everyone up, he gets escorted out, and the match kind of like not necessarily continues because it ended shortly after. But it just you know. To me, I don't know about the direction with Bobby is in a heel and sort of fashion, as a heel at least. Uh, I'm gonna let it play out. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think I, again, if you're gonna do that turn that we're gonna talk about, then you got to do that turn. You know what I mean? It just, just for it to make sense. Um, quick hits: Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. I feel like Drew with a flu. Gave Karrion probably his most enjoyable match in the company <laughs> last Saturday. I'm not going to lie to you. That was pretty good. I mean, for a steel cage match, it kind of reminded me of those old steel cage matches, to be honest with you. But I think it was pretty good considering all yeah, all things involved. He had the flu, all types of other stuff. Like, it was really good. Yeah, people were upset that he escaped the cage. They said, get him away from this, please. I, I shut up. Like, like they still got to make carrying. They need to have a mid card heel, bro. And carrying is, is going to be that. I felt like the I feel like the Saudi crowd actually kind of gave carrying the heat that I feel like he's been missing in America. I think he should just he should wrestle overseas at all times because they'll actually boo him there. Um, uh, Judgment Day versus the OC, super enjoyable match. Uh, another strong victory for for the Judgment Day. Usos versus the Brutes. Did, you, did any of you catch on any of those near falls for the Brutes and uh, uh, Usos match? Yes. um and then finally we have the main event roman reigns versus logan paul one lucky shot we saw a couple of lucky shots logan paul i think surprised everyone including dave Meltzer. and in terms of him being someone who only has three matches under his belt and was able to carry a match that went at least i think it went like 20 something minutes a little bit over 20 minutes with roman reigns getting his spots correctly. We later learned he tore his ACL and MCL and was still able to finish the match and do a dive off of the turnbuckle because it happened mid-match and finish the match. He's got to be one of the best celebrity wrestlers. I I can't even say he's a celebrity wrestler. He is a wrestler now. The one you say? Yeah, he's been kind of like... He's been snapping. Let's be honest with you. That match was fucking fire. Um, It was... Not necessarily better than it had any right to be, but I think it just exceeded expectations in a way. I think we all, especially from the Miz match, you can see that there's definitely... Logan Paul is... If there's any promotion for like this NIL thing and hiring actual former athletes to be professional wrestlers, I think this is kind of it. From someone who yeah. could train within the last like nine months and you know, a former athlete in itself, Logan Paul, could train... And you can even see how athletic he is. Like, you can see, even from, like, that elbow he hit when he came off the ropes, he has such a spring in his step. He has, like, a, you know, he's he's incredibly, incredibly athletic. Like, he is, he's really, really good. And he showed out. He showed up. They put all the little, you know, they all the, all the Gaga, as they would say, was featured in this match from run-ins with Logan J- Jake Paul having a whole theme song to run mm-hmm. into. <laughs> just... That pop, bro. The Jake Paul pop. They're ready for him too. 
they're ready for him too. That's the craziest part, right? Like he looked like he belonged out there. Like I'm so mad Logan's injured because I want to see that tag match happen. It was, it was really, really good. Even with all the Gaga, the Gaga you need because he, at the same point he's not like a, a a official official wrestler. So you need a little bit of the Gaga. Also, it's clearly we're doing this for sports entertainment. I've never seen such a. I mean, I think if you hate on it, you're hating. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I think I've never seen people so enthralled, not even in the wrestling world, people who are just tuning in on Peacock because it's Roman Reigns and Logan Paul, give such a positive response to a match with a non-wrestler in it. Um, I don't know. Bad Bunny going to have to... <laughs> you're going to need a couple more... <laughs> The thing with Bad Bunny is that, and I'm sorry, Petty, I'll, I'll, I'll get to your thoughts. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get to your thoughts in a second. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I think the thing, with that, the thing with Bad Bunny is that his match was not only a tag match, <clears throat> but it was heavily planned and plotted. Like, if you go rewatch that match, it was very much like, okay, you get over here now, or you go stand over here. Logan had to legitimately, from start to finish, with the biggest star in the company, in wrestling, period, had to do a whole singles match with him, Timing wise, you had to be able to sell for his spots. You had to be able to do a bunch of like moves that that would be believable offense for him. You had to now you're hurt. Your knee, your knee is fucking torn off the tendon. You have to do a lot of you have to time yourself for the jump off the top, but also time yourself to get back in the ring after Jake gets out there to do the dive. Then you have to get back in the ring and then you have to take the smear and then you have to take all like there was a bunch of moving parts that I feel like a, someone with the busy uh work schedule that bad bunny had i don't think he'd be able to hold up with that especially cardio wise i just don't think he'd be able, we would have been able to do that because he's not he's not like a natural athlete what do you think patty i'm just really impressed with his work like he is scary good like three matches in and he just put on like a performance of a lifetime with roman and it's just how he's how he was able to move his um, the buckshot lariat, and I know <laughs> just <laughs> that spot it was just and Twitter was having a field day with that one, comparing that to Yo. Punk. <laughs> well, Punk ain't no athlete. That's the difference. That's why this man, you know, if Logan Paul tears his ACL, you know it went down. You know what I'm saying? Punk tears his ACL, probably tore it in the morning before he showed up, man. Like. He was, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Logan Paul putting in work. <laughs> Can't say the same for CM Punk. Um, but no, listen, man. This is one of the highlights of the year by far, easily. Like this match had no business being this damn good, and it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great show. I mean, not not much to say there. Let's head over to Raw. Do we want to start with the the main event stuff, or do we want to start with the war game stuff? What do What do we think? What do you, you? You're the guest. You won the Royal Rumble, Betty. Go off. Just Just get to the main event. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> throughout the show, I'm I, let me just tell you my experience of watching the show. Because you know, I watch the show later than everybody else does. I'm sitting on purpose, there like, on purpose. By the way, on purpose. Not that you can't watch it with everybody else. You just choose to not watch it with everybody else. I'm a star. That's why. Listen, <laughs> I watch it later. I watch it when it's supposed to air on the West Coast. I'm sorry. Sorry, y'all. 
And I'm like, damn, Seth really wants to do this open challenge. And he's really kind of like talking up the fans. And the fans are fucking with it. For a, for a weak crowd on Raw, which up for a good show, which I thought was a good show, they really fucked with three things on this show. And Seth Rollins was one of them. And they really enjoyed his, and, and, you know, his whole promo. Seth comes out first before the 9 o'clock hour. He gets interrupted and he leaves. And I said, okay, so he might still be a, a heel because he, he didn't stand up with uh, the OC there. So that's cool. He has no affiliation with either. Then he comes back out at the end of the show. And I'm like, damn, he's really like baby facing it up right now. I'm like, did, did, did something happen between last week and this week? Because he totally kind of like goaded Bobby Lashley into this title. He won the title off for him and he kind of like, he, he bullshitted his way to the title. Hey, and then you. <laughs> this was supposed to be. If there was supposed to be a moment for Ali, <sighs> this is <laughs> y'all don't like him anyway. That's my thing. Like, like no, no, no. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've you know, we had our discussion in terms of like I was like, is Ali supposed to be here? Like, really? Like, but you know, he doing his thing. He got a little you know background dancer braids and all this other shit like that. Oh my and, god. <laughs> <laughs> you just doing, you know, living in an Ali world, doing Ali things, and like, hey, I'm the protagonist in my anime, and I'm, you know, I, I want to fight you next, and da, 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 and gets beat up by Bobby, of course. <laughs> so he gets beat up by Bobby, and then Bobby comes out, and I'm like, okay, Bobby's a lot. I he, okay, then I notice, oh, it's the double turn. The double turn is happening now. Bobby's frustrated. Um. It seems to me, let's just get to that part now, because it seems to me, well, we talked about it earlier, but it's like, there's a double turn here. So Seth is now looking like he's a tweener or a baby face, which they've wanted to cheer him. Like, let's just be clear. They've been wanting to cheer him sure. for months now. Yes. They, they have, even in the Riddle feud, they were, they were clearly giving him baby face reactions. They weren't booing him when they were beating, when he was beating the shit out of Riddle. It's the song. It's the swag. It's the matches. It's impossible to boost Seth Rollins right now. My thing is right now, how do you bring back Cody? Because he's definitely not going to be a heel when he comes back. That's my issue right now with him turning face. I feel like we're not all the way face yet. So I'm going to let it play out if he is okay. indeed a face. But I feel like we're not all the way there yet. So I'm going I'm to put the lipo on that one. Okay. Okay. So we get Seth gets put through a table. The match never happened. The open challenge never happens because Bobby gets escorted out. I thought, good moment. Match never started. He he was wilding. They're not going to allow the match to happen. Austin Theory comes out. And at that point, I'm on the edge of my seat. I said, because here's my thing. I still win regardless of what happens here. I still win. If he beats Seth for the U.S. title, that's fine. You've cashed in on a mid-card title you've already had before. And it's also Triple H saying, let's just end this shit. I can't, we can't book around it. None of it's going to be believable. Fuck it. If he loses the cash in, I still win because the money in the bank is not in play anymore. He he goes against Seth. Bobby comes back and beats his ass again. You think it's going to be a, ca- a count out. He gets back in the ring, gets the stomp, and loses his cash in. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't think this is worse than Damian Sandow's. I, I just don't. I really don't think it's worse than that one. Okay. <laughs> I still win. Regardless Do of what you, you say, I still win. Do you, Asia? Do you have any thoughts on this before I <laughs> before I say Asia, anything? This, Asia, we still win. We still win. This was one twenty-minute roller coaster ride, and I'm glad this whole money in the bank theory thing is over because 
no one, no one was going to take him seriously if he cashed in on Roman Reigns. No one. Everyone was, was going to expect him to lose. So for this to happen, for him to... It was just hilarious to see all of it play out. Hey, let, before I... We, we can't let Mills talk because he's going to say something that's, that's not going gonna, to matter. I'm definitely going to say something different. <laughs> y'all never wanted him to have it in the first place. Okay. Why are you mad now? You never okay. want... You were mad when it happened in July. Yep. You were mad when it continued. We had a cool, nice moment at Clash. We had a cool kind of moment that people criticized at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, it, yeah. It, you never wanted him to win it. In the we face at Clash of the Castle. Yes, he got punched in the face at Clash of the Castle. We, I mean, we said it on this very show. Showed There's up on no NXT. Fucking way. Show, try to try Whatever. to do something there. It turned I, around. I think that was that was age, that was age said. Does this look good? <laughs> it's like this doesn't look good either. They're like, whipping ass. I don't know about that. They had, the the, the they, European guys aren't happy. <laughs> they had basically made him such a non-factor and I, and we brought it up he he would he didn't even show up on TV for a couple weeks we never wanted this to be we never wanted this to be i'm going to let you talk meals you can't interrupt me <laughs> all right go ahead go ahead i'm going to let you talk you, you keep trying to interrupt me and it's going to make me talk more all right you never ahead. wanted never wanted him to have it why are you mad he doesn't have it the money in the bank is to me a booking it's a booking handcuff because you have to have this moment happen, and if it doesn't happen, people are going to criticize you, or they're going to criticize you when it does happen. If the women don't have their briefcase and they haven't had it for three, four months now, why the fuck do the men still have it? This this needs to be off the this needs to be off the table. Everyone needs to have an even playing field. Theory does not need to have a, a, t- a top playing field because he's not getting reactions. People don't necessarily care about him. If he beat if he beat Roman for the title, that would be a Vince level overreaction, and I think people would have hated that. I get the, I kind of get the, he cashed in on the mid-card title, but at the end of the day, if it gets it off of him, who gives a fuck? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, the briefcase is gone. We're, we're back to, we're back to tier one. We're good. Can I? All right. So here's the thing. Here's what you don't expect. I get 100% the logic behind all of this. I understand it. I've accepted it even to an extent because it happened and I can't change that it happened. I'm not outraged. I don't feel any strong ways about theory just in general. <laughs> like the the mere fact that it happened to him is unfortunate, but he is 24 years old. He will be fine if he shows up as happy Corbin or shows up as Damian Mizdow. It'll be because something else went wrong in his career <laughs> and not this. Um, I think in general, with the Money in the Bank briefcase, I'll tell you the wrong things and right things, the things I didn't like and the things I did like. Are you talking about for the, type, for the briefcase in general or just this situation? Well, this situation. This situation. The situation I didn't like that he cashed in on a title he had already won before, essentially. And and it wasn't the world championship. Um, would he have lost if he cashed on the world championship? Absolutely. Roman yep. rolls deep. Absolutely. If there's a, he would have got a spinning, spinning solo into the dirt. <laughs> um, but I think I might have preferred even the logic of him trying. And creating that villain arc 
than him underachieving <laughs> and failing in that way immensely. Um, I think over the last number of months, I've said it on this show, he showed he's had a lot of potential. He's gotten very much, you know, he, he's gotten less annoying with the camera thing. Seems like he's speaking, you know, a lot more with like force and vigor and all this other stuff like that. He's definitely speaking and, you know, he's, he's doing the best that he can with what he got. Um, but to me, I think all of this could have been, they could have done another plan to get rid of this. However, I understand why this happened because the same people who put him in power is not here anymore. Mm-hmm. During any regime change, it's just going to happen. We This wasn't the direct... Someone gets promoted to VP of something. The actual director moves out the way. <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, I don't really want you on my shit. I really don't want you here. So I completely understand why it happened. Triple H has no plans for Theory being the money in the bank holder. Not under his watch. There's nothing. It's not the best for him. He probably wouldn't have done it if he started work (laughs) three weeks earlier. (laughs) He probably wouldn't have done it. Um, So I get all that. I think personally, me, very kind of like stupid to do all of that. And this is the result. But you wanted to blow up the briefcase. I still would have blown it up on Roman. I would have had him attempt to cash in on Roman and him get his absolute ass kicked. And that'd be the end of that. Just to save face of this there's, man. There's this no is, non- wait, 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 there's Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. There is no non-embarrassing way to finish this for him. I, if he loses. I, I do. <laughs> Listen. I, I do have a question. Would you rather have, have Derry defended the um, money in the bank briefcase? Th- and we could have done that too. Because they did that with Otis. And um, it was the right decision. And they did it with Otis because they should have never put it on Otis. They should have never put it on that motherfucker. But <laughs> they did it anyway. <laughs> and then they had to switch it. They could have very well. There is still They had seven more months with the case. They could have very well gave it to another person and had them use it down the line. I don't know how long this Roman Reigns title thing is going to be. It must be a long time if they're it doing this. It must be a long fucking time <laughs> if they're doing this because they hit the we don't even want doubt looming over our WrestleMania main event. We don't want I don't want the Rock to think he's going to get cashed in. I don't want Roman to think he's going to get cashed in. I don't want any doubt looming. Period. So we need to blow this shit up. I think he could have just lost it to Roman. Lose it on Christmas. Something. Something stupid. Lose the briefcase just in general. Have someone else take it off of him. Have Seth take it off of him. Who knows? I floated that idea. If you remember on the show, I floated that idea that Seth should take it off of him. And they went the other way. But as you said, and succinctly, by the way, the the script has to change. The script has to change. Vince is not here anymore. And... I feel like, and I've said this too on the show. I feel like I feel like H would have never booked this. He would have never booked uh, Theory to have the briefcase. I don't think he would have had it in play for this long. And he needed to change. And I know that the way that they got there was was ridiculous. Is probably the most ridiculous thing on the show. I absolutely agree. But do I give a fuck? Absolutely not. He shouldn't have had it. He work for it. 
You need to work for it. Let me ask you both a question. If Vince was still here, does Theory win the world championship? Absolutely. Without you even finishing the sentence, he would have won the he would have won the world championship and we would have we would have hated it. It would have been some convoluted way of of like somebody attacking Roman, Polly Bobby, Polly um pop someone on that SmackDown roster attacking him and then Theory just comes out and just cash him. Mm-hmm. It, it it would have happened, Mills. You know it would have happened because that oh, was yeah. That was his project. And the thing is, if it didn't happen on Roman, he would have did it to Cody. He would have did it to Seth or someone who who well, we really? wanted to see win the title. Exactly. Like, we, it would have been somebody that we would not have wanted to see that happen to. And one thing I will say, hate it or love it, the course corrections on, on these shows have been, they've been sweeping and they have been very large. And we've seen it with certain talent. We saw it with the 24-7 title this week. There's been a lot of shit that's going on. The Triple H is like, I'm not doing that no more. And I got to respect it. I, I got to respect it. Um, War Games is happening. Bailey recruits Nikki Cross for damage control. I just mentioned this. Nikki wins a 24-7 title from Dana. Throws it in the trash. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> R-Truth can't even walk. Why do we still have this right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Um... <laughs> Can't even walk. Reggie is nowhere to be found. Why do we have this title anymore? Well, we gonna see no, Reggie. We're going to see Reggie soon, but on a different show. Mm. Uh, yep. Uh, mm. Hey, Petty's on it. <laughs> Petty's Petty on it. Petty's cool. Hey, hey. <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm looking at you right now. I know. We got the same eyes right now. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Can't spell scripts without crip. But what do we think about this? Triple H did go on record about a month and a half ago saying that Roar Games would not be brand v brand this year. It would be more storyline focused. And this seems to be the ultimate blow off to damage control versus uh, Bianca and friends. And we and we started it this week. Uh, are, are we excited? Are we happy for this? I, I think we've called it. Um, but I thought that we would have people from different brands. It's still, you know, we still got to wait and see. Bailey has one more member to, that she has to fill her team with, and Bianca has two. So, what are you guys thinking? I'm excited. Um, I just think this long term story that's been going on since practically August, night after, or yeah, SummerSlam when they were t- when Bailey mm-hmm. returned with EO and Dakota and Bianca with Alexa and Oscar. It's just been leading all the way up to this, just been chaos and titles and just, you know, it feels like damage control, just trying to take over the division, but Bianca's not letting it happen each time. It's just all this is heading all the way to war games. And yeah, you have Nikki Cross, who's now put herself into the situation of costing, um, Alexa and Oscar, the titles, just getting involved. Seems like she might be going after Alexa. It's just all this. It's just, I'm excited. Just the first ever women's war games on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Mills? Hey, man. I saw Io Shirai once put a trash can on her head and jump off the side of the war games cage. To say I'm not excited is an understatement. She moves. I, she moves. Whoa, 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 whoa! To say you're to say you're excited to say oh, you're sorry. excited to say I am excited is a, is an understatement. Sorry, sorry, I'm bugging. Um, 
I personally don't like the format of War Games matches because we got to wait till everyone comes in the ring for it to actually start. But I'm looking forward to this. This is main roster. It's the first time. I love that the women will get the first announcement of it as opposed to being the men first and then the women is like, ah, well, I guess we got to do it for the women too. I love that the women got the first announcement, the first crack at it, the first reveal of it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see how these teams fill out. Like I said on the Patreon, no matter who they got booked initially, (laughs) I am predicting that the boss will be in this match. Now, I don't know if she want to... She a model now. I don't know if she want (laughs) to... Be wrestling in these war games matches. Be really tussling with them. You know what I'm saying? Meteora is off the top. I don't know if she can do that. But, you know, it's war games. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take, let's take oh, the and also, the, the, the 24-7 title thing was hilarious to me. I thought that was funny as fuck. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm not going to get up in arms about this fucking title at all. Triple H told... NBC Universal, eat a fat one. <laughs> I'm not doing this belt no more. So and and I fuck with it. Um, let's stick with the women. We got a big return this week. It was it was rumored last week, and it happened this week. Mia Yim returns to the WWE uh, to join the the OC as the the equalizer for Rhea Ripley. What do you guys think about this, Petty? I think this is a great move. That I I was just I love Mia Yim. Like she is mm-hmm. an incredible talent. I thought she got a very bad shakeup within her like main monster run last time with retribution, and just she, she never competed. Or did she ever compete when she was rich? Um, the reckoning or whatever the hell she was called. I think she, she had, and she had yeah. a very embarrassing. My mask is falling off. <laughs> yeah, moment. and then. The scream moment where she was screaming for some strange reason, and then she was off TV again. And there was rumors that she was getting rebranded and would come back as Mia Yim when Tegan and them got called up, but she got released. Yeah, that was just awful for her. So I'm glad. I'm glad she went back to Impact and got to like reestablish herself and have all these amazing matches with Giselle Shaw and Jordan Grace and Mickey James and just can't now has come back. And I think her and Rhea Ripley would be great because it helped Rhea get reintroduced into the raw women's division. And they never mm-hmm. had a one-on-one match as far as my knowledge. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. Absolutely. No, it, I, it, I was, I was happy for her. Yeah. She took the long route. To get here, and uh, and I when I mean the long route, I mean the long route. <laughs> so I'm happy she finally gets the debut. She finally gets to be Mia Yim on the main roster. She finally gets to live and kind of like wrestle and and be active on Raw and or SmackDown, which I'm sure is a dream because she been everywhere else. I thought we guess AEW at this point, um, but and thank God, but. <laughs> Just had to put it in. Um, but I'm glad she's here. And uh yeah, shout out to me and Yim. Um history will be made this week. Uh put your bets in. I'm pretty sure we already know who's gonna win this. But uh undisputed tag team titles. Usos are having a date with Destiny against the New Day on Friday. And they had a they had a pretty good promo to open the show. I, I wish the crowd was 
familiar. I don't even think they've ever been to the city before. I had never heard of them being in the city before in my life, and they should never go back. But they had a great promo, and uh, people were really upset at the normal interrupt the promo thing, which was ridiculous. But they led to Riddle coming out and them having a six-man tag with Riddle and the New Day versus Solo and the Usos. Riddle got to read the room. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I also felt like they were going around in circles as well. <laughs> so someone just said, just Riddle, just go the fuck out there. Because these guys are going to be listing how downtrodden they are for the next five minutes. And we just need someone out there to make their bongo jokes. We need to did set up this tag match. Did people expect them to riff for a fucking 30 minutes uninterrupted on a, a wrestling show? Like, come on now. I do think this just this kind of shows that Riddle is like he's directionless right now in Raw. Yes, yes. He needs something, and I don't know what it is. But without Randy Orton, like whether they're going to go into a feud or a program whenever Orton gets back, right now he's just directionless. He got kind of nothing to do. He can't feud itself again, uh, or I mean, unless he's going to be teaming with Elias, it's just. So, and you got to put him on the show. You can't just leave him off. He is a star in his own right. So, so, I mean, I was, I was like, okay, why is he here? Does he really need to be involved in this? But at the same time, he, the match was great. It was, it really was. It it went like four segments. I think it was like the whole first hour. Four and, and. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it was very long, but I, I do agree, Petty. I've been saying the same thing too. Like with Randy, Randy versus Riddle seemed to be the direction that they were going to take, and I, and I think that they're still holding out hope. And I think that what they're doing with him now is them holding out hope that Randy will be okay and that he will be back. I think the moment we see Riddle do something else is the moment when we can say, okay, Randy isn't going to be back for a while. And I think only WWE and Randy know when he'll be back. But you know, with Riddle, it's like. You re-signed him earlier this year, and I know you didn't re-sign him for a little bit of money, and you got to do something with him. I would think that, honestly, if you're not going to do anything with him, have him change shows. I think that he was on Raw because he was just such a, a problem child on SmackDown that they had nothing for him. I think if you put him on SmackDown, I think that's a good that, that's a good way to you know a good way to to recharge him. You got Gunther there. You could do some stuff with Nakamura with him there. With you got Santos there. LA Knight, absolutely. Santos is there. To me, Riddle has done everything he could do on SmackDown. He's faced the big guys. He's faced the Lashleys, the 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 um the the Rollins, all of them. There's definitely something there with him on SmackDown if they can find a way to get him there. So I absolutely agree with you there. What do you think, Mills? I just hope he's not feeding with Corbin or some bullshit like that. Um, oh, you know, I thought about that last night. Because <laughs> the way this man, I just hope he's not. Either way, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know with Riddle. I feel like we're all just in this pattern. I'm sure he'll be featured at War Games in some capacity. That's all I can say. I feel like he definitely will. Um, especially with nothing to do and them having to fill up another war games match. So I feel like he'll be somehow centered in that men's war games match, especially with this, uh, him taking the spinning solo so hard from solo Sequoia. <laughs> uh, last thing before we get out of here, Johnny Gargano versus the Miz banger last night. 
But I th- uh, one one thing I think they're getting right with Johnny Gargano is that he's really good at this goofball over the top stuff. And I think the Miz is also equally as good at the goofball over the top stuff. And there's a lot of there's a lot of meat to the storyline. And I really I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I think they finally found it where it's like, okay, Johnny, we know you're the wrestling guy, but you also have to be a character too. And and I and I really enjoyed the segments last night. I mean, at least the Miz one is all I'll say. At least you don't like he won. Being exposed? You don't like him being exposed? I feel like he's not. I feel like this is. Why would the Miz ever agree? Oh God. To some sort of like, why would he not know that there's a person? I don't know. Whatever. I was just like, you know what? It's a, it's a great because program. More than anything, the Miz is also an idiot. And I think that that's pretty well established on these shows. The Miz is smart. All right. Uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> Did I say more? <laughs> the Miz is a genius. If, uh-huh. if, if you could think how the Miz thinks, you'd be a millionaire too. Hm. Petty about to hang up right now. I'm saying that shit. The Miz needs to stop telling his business to just random people. <laughs> this is how Hollywood works. He tells everybody he got big balls. I, I don't think he's gonna stop that anytime soon. Uh, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> we'll go off. Uh, I, I, again, Johnny's taking the losses that I think he needs to take. I mean, I, I, you couldn't avoid the Baron Corbin one. I, I think just the way they're pushing him. I don't think they should have did that match that early though. But um, but the Miz one, you got to continue the storyline somehow. And they're doing a long game of getting Dexter Loomis back on TV. I think less Dexter is good. I think I think him not being in the ring all the time and being in these segments is good, and um, I I really had no complaints on that. I, I thought it was it was super solid, and I can't wait to see uh, where where that goes next. But that was the week in wrestling. Hetty, Asia, thank you so much for being on the show. This was this was amazing. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this and talking about everything that happened this week in wrestling and just chatting up with you guys. I love it. I love it. It's been a long time coming, so I'm very glad that you're here. I'm glad that you made it here. I'm glad you you, you express all your thoughts. And yeah, where can do you want people to follow you? you want to- <laughs> I would prefer they not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> follow us <laughs> at OG Johnny Five and at Meals TV. Petty, we love you so much. You, you, you sound great. You know, you're one of my favorite people in the world. I'm glad you did the show. Um, next week is going to be an interesting show <laughs> for for the H. Yeah, this is going to be. This might be a filler episode, guys. And <laughs> it's not going to be a filler episode. All right, a filler episode. I'm just going to say that we're not going to do any details because. You got to fully confirm everything. But Justin has another excursion to be on. <laughs> I also have quite a bit of work stuff that I need to handle as well. So if you get the episode early, you get it early. It might be about wrestling. It might not be about wrestling. But we've got we've done this episode too many weeks in a row to stop now. So, exactly. We can't just we can't just not do it. So, so 
we made a commitment to you guys in blood. So there will be a new episode this week, but stay tuned on what the episode <laughs> will actually sound like. Um, but yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. For Meals and Asia, I'm J5. Peace out.